We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and you know, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Monday, another great MAGA week. Hit that like button. Hit the thumbs up. Sanctimonious disaster. It's done. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's Monday. MAGA Monday. Hope you're all doing well and had a great weekend. I won't be here tomorrow morning. Just want to remind everybody right off the bat, I'm doing uh, some great son responsibilities for my mother. I have to take her to the doctor. So I will not be here tomorrow morning. But tomorrow night, I'll be here for We The People Radio with James Curry, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be back Wednesday morning. You could survive a day. Tomorrow you have the day off from seeing my mug and listening to my voice. Ron DeSantis, it's over. It's over. I, he's He's got to be close to out of money. I don't even... I think Team Trump is actually keeping track. I think his new campaign manager was something like, yeah, we need 60 days to turn this around. And uh, yeah, this was actually... When was this? 
<laughs> this was 14 hours ago. Two days left for Ron to turn it around. Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? I, I don't. I don't think it's happening. I, I. I don't think it's happening at all. So, I think. Um, I think it's over for Ron, and obviously, it's one of those things where, you know, it ain't over till it's over till he announces. I get it. That was that was told to me, but he doesn't have a. He doesn't stand a chance in the primary. We see it. The DeSantis uh, complex, social media industrial complex, is uh, working hard to stay focused on telling everybody that Donald Trump should be in jail as a criminal. Ron DeSantis is the future of the Republican Party, and his support and his uh, events are growing in numbers, which is all BS. Ron DeSantis is out. RFK is a, a next big target. You know, in order to get on the ballot for for president and the general, you're going to have to, I believe it's you have to announce um, who your VP running mate is going to be. And uh, Roger Stone had raised the question on Twitter, might have either been this morning or last night, on uh, who RFK's running mate would be. And uh, haven't even heard any uh, any rumors about that. You know, running as an independent going into the general that that, that would be quite interesting to see who he chooses to be his running mate. If uh, I don't even think he's thinking that far ahead into the campaign, I think it's a fly by night, and his his uh, fundraising is being run by conservatives who are running his packs. But on the same token, it's or I should say the uniparty members uh, most likely. But I think that's the Democrats that are uh, calling the shots on his campaign as far as what's happening. Because it's it's all a scam. Good morning, everyone in the chat. Good morning, Hogman. What's happening? I see you. I just saw one of your memes, too. Just like 30 seconds ago that was just posted. <clears throat> RFK, the next big target. <laughs> I would say that's an understatement. I don't mean target like that. <laughs> RFK is the next big target. That's why they didn't give him Secret Service protection. No, I don't know. Anyway, what's happening, everybody? We got a lot going on. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We got another week of just bullshit happening around the world and the country. I can't, I just want to remind everybody that I don't give a shit what's happening in the Middle East other than American troops being positioned to be put in harm's way to fight this ridiculous war that's been going on for eternity Ugh, the pro the war propaganda and the mainstream media is just uh you know again the war hawks had lindsey graham in tel aviv with republican and democrat senators yelling at israeli newsmax reporters when he asked a question about how come rashida tlaib still has a tweet up about <clears throat> condemning israel and the uh and basically celebrating the uh the slaughtering of citizens and lindsey graham went off on the guy was like get him out of here he's just asking a question he's asking a question and then he, he kind of slowed himself down lindsey graham is such a piece of shit he just wants to bomb iran and uh make a lot of money through the <laughs> military industrial complex he was so disheveled he's just a disaster that guy but he's he's great he's great when he's being trolled anyway whatever so there was let me get it here hold on I just want to get my chat up for some reason. Give me one second, people. 
AP Unfiltered, Band Mom, Gulfstream, Big Mac, Catalyst Jones from the White Rabbit Podcast in the house, Black Grain Patriot, everybody, Job's Dead. Oh, there you go. I didn't see you. Who else? Jonathan Allen, Carol Davis from Iowa. What about a bunch of people in there? Uh, so we're still deploying troops. American youth will not fight in the military. No drip. Well, everybody's too fat eating hot pockets in mommy's basements. All the basement dwellers. <clears throat> had a long conversation with a friend of mine who wants to vote for RFK, but had previously voted for Trump. He's blinded by RFKs. So single issue voters are retards. And I don't know if I said it on Friday, but I might have. Uh, my conversation with um, a congressman, I might have even said who it was Friday, uh, George Santos, actually, who I talked to a lot. Uh, he was telling me that donors, one of them actually were his, uh, that also are a donor for Trump, just a big donor, decided that they're going to abandon Trump as far as donors and go to RFK because of the single issue of vaccines. And he talked bad about Dr. Fauci in a book, which that's all you got for RFK that's positive and you're a single issue voter. Again, sing, I, that should be a t-shirt. Single issue voters are retards because it's a fact. You're, you're, if you're hung up on these stupid vaccines where every single person had the choice, but my job, you had a choice. Shut the fuck up. You had a choice. You chose to bend the knee to your job and not find a new one. Whether that new job had to be cleaning up puke or sweeping up, you know, elephant shit, you chose to stay at that job and you chose to get the jab. You know, n nobody forced you to do that. Nobody. So. <laughs> that is the shirt that is the shirt single issue voters are retards and on the back it should have a, a, pic, a picture of like rfk's face there you go single issues are retards my dog's settling behind me what are you doing i gotta get the dog cam although he's behind me if you could see in the lower by the flag you could see his ears <laughs> popping up <laughs> stallone what's up pup up oh, there he is you see his face down in the corner <laughs> I should get an elevated platform behind me so he, you can, his head pops up a little more. I mean, he's just hanging out behind me. So, yeah, the whole RFK thing, it's just so stupid. And, you know, what's really stupid, oh, good morning, Star Walker. What's really dumb is, I'm telling you, we got to do something with the, with the merch shop. Maybe we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I have so much stuff going on. Last thing on my mind is T-shirts, although so many people are asking, oh, what about shirts? What about this? What about that? Maybe uh, AP Unfiltered, I'll, we'll talk to you about it, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, let's see. Yeah, the, again, the, the, the RFK thing, people don't realize it. They don't realize it. They're, they're heads in the sand. Oh, you know, Trump supporters aren't going to vote for RFK. How many times do I have to say it like a broken record? Yes, Trump supporters are not going to vote for RFK. But moderate Republicans still might. Independents still might. It, those people will have a choice and you'd rather have them have the choice of well donald trump with his proven track record and, and and not wanting to destroy the country like the democrats do or the democrats who want to destroy the country not oh well there's this moderate choice who spoke bad about dr fauci and vaccines and i'm a single issue retard voter and a moderate republican or an independent here's my choice i'm going to vote for rfk and it's a wasted vote because RFK will never have a path to the presidency, but we'll just make it very easy for the Democrats to swoop in 
as well as make it easy, you know, with the rigging and the cheating that they'll do, plus taking votes away from moderate Republicans and independents for the Democrats just to walk in the White House like they own the place. <clears throat> I like that We the People trucker hat you got in the shop. Looks pretty fresh. Yeah, I'm actually running out of them, and that was from my old merch shop. I threw them in there. I have a couple other hats that are not on there that I have, um, I'm going to throw up there. And that We the People hat with the, uh, with the American flag on the, the back. Um, I have one making up for my cigar company. has a camouflage front with the patch. I have some stuff coming out on the cigar website. Anyway, enough of that. Fuck RFK. Ron DeSantis is dead. And um, Joe Biden. If you haven't done it yet, hit the thumbs up on the video. Comment. Comment. You should be like the first thing you do in the comments, just that you're here. I don't care. Tell me I'm stupid. Tell me where you're from. Just throw an actual comment that lives forever on the Rumble video because it really helps the algorithm. It's proven. It, it's it's I, sorry, the video keeps getting recommended in the, uh, I don't know, the whole Rumble algorithm bullshit. Yeah, Gaurav K is an ultimate global Marxist. He loves climate change. He hates climate deniers. He wants to, wants to jail all of you. Take your guns. All right. First, first topic. Where's DeSantis? Well, he's dead. <laughs> His meatball has been cooked. Joe Biden, he's been in politics his entire life. He's never really had a real job. Although, according to him, he drove a truck. He did this. He did that. I really think he was just, you know, he 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 did nothing but lie throughout his school career, and then he became a senator, and <clears throat> he was, you know, groomed by segregationists and racists in the uh, in the Senate, and here he is he making whatever it was now now one hundred and seventy five thousand they make right a year. He was vice president, book deals, things like that. But still, he bought his luxury $2.75 million beach home in Delaware with all cash, all cash. If you have a life career in politics, even if you could, which you really, you shouldn't, there's no way any politician should be able to, unless like you're married to an, a, a, a billionaire or a multimillionaire that can afford to do it. Like Nancy Pelosi, I know everybody talks about her inside of trading, trading, which is all true. But her husband is also was a real estate developer and other things forever, and he's old as fuck, and he is a multimillionaire. Still, you know that she's, we all know that she's playing the game with the inside of trading and everything else. They all are. But if you're a lifetime politician, you really think it's smart to buy a, a beach home you're not even your primary residence for almost $3 million in cash and not hold some type of note or mortgage on it. Even still, <clears throat> politician, $3 million. I mean, look at the Obamas. Look, Obama was a nobody, a nobody, right? And now look at him, Martha's Vineyard. The guy's worth, you know, big mics running around on book tours. It's wild. It's wild. Well, what is that? Oh. Today's Rob's last day. So maybe, maybe, who knows? <clears throat> Someone will bail him out. Robin from New Jersey says, good morning, everyone. Well, good morning, Robin from New Jersey. He just needs to lay off the Ozempic. He really does have Ozempic face. 
He really does. He really does. <laughs> Joe Biden was a creepy lifeguard. It's pronounced Barry. Barry. Barry Satoro. So he buys his house with all cash within weeks of Hunter's shakedown. The WhatsApp message shakedown to his Chinese business partner. And of course, Comer from the Oversight Committee has responded to it. But here it says Joe Biden purchased his luxury $2.75 million home, <clears throat> the beach home in Delaware, with all cash under Hunter after Hunter Biden threatened his Chinese business partner in a $5 million shakedown. In June, IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, who I believe this was one of the whistleblowers that they the Democrats tried to um, just basically discredit and say he was a disgruntled employee with grievances against his employer. We know that's all bullshit. You know, the Democrats, they love their whistleblowers, but as soon as a whistleblower comes ahead and wants to speak to Republicans about something Democrats are doing, then they're all disgruntled, they're all lying, and they do anything they can to discredit those whistleblowers. But in June, this IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, revealed Hunter Biden demanded payment from his Chinese business associate over WhatsApp Messenger. On July 30th, 2017, Hunter Biden demanded payment and threatened Henry Zhao, a Chinese uh, CCP party member, an official, and director of Harvest Fund Management. Yeah, there's, there's nothing fishy there. Harvest Fund Management had previously invested in Hunter Biden's firm, BHR Partners, a private investment fund founded in 2013 that is co-owned by the Bank of China. Of course, it's co-owned by the Bank of China. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, anyway, yeah, Hunter and Joe Biden threatened Henry Zhao, make a payment or else. This was the, over the WhatsApp message. The July 2017 WhatsApp message Hunter Biden sent to Henry Zhao is as follows, according to the IRS whistleblower. <clears throat> I am sitting here with my father, and he would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret, regret, listen to me, marriage, <laughs> that you will regret not following my directions. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. So that's basically say, give us the money or we're going to make you miserable through, you know, political moves and strategy and who knows what else. This is the this is the this is the ruling class. Now the ruling party. The kids used to play with the hair on my legs. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yeah. I think Corn Pop was a good dude that was trying to maybe expose Biden for the pedo that he is. That's who I think Corn Pop was. I think Corn Pop was the good dude. I think Joe Biden was the bad dude. And here's the WhatsApp message <clears throat> that I just read. That I has it's on congressional record. They've spoken about this. And this is all, you know, dismissed. This isn't evidence. And then it, it's well, nothing in there says Joe Biden. And we're talking about Hunter Biden, the the at the time, whether it's the uh, vice president's son, current president's son, senator's son. So it's the son 
So that should have no bearing on Joe Biden, who holds office. Okay. My father. Corn Pop was a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good shirt, too. That is <laughs> so ridiculous. Something with the chain, right? He had the, you know, Joe Biden got the chain or something like that. It should have a, should have corn pop like a gangster with cornrows with a like a, a shirt that says corn pop on it and he should be holding joe biden by the neck with a chain dragging him away from kids by the pool that would be a cool shirt a week later after this threat hunter biden received a five million dollar wire described as an interest-free loan thank you communist china a way for hunter to avoid paying taxes of course from this CCP Chinese firm. On August 8th, 2017, $5 million was wired from a CEFC affiliated investment vehicle, Northern International, to the bank account for Hudson West III, which spent the next year transferring four point, almost $4.8 million directly to Hunter Biden's firm, Owasco, according to a Senate report reviewed by this Gateway Pundit reporter. A few weeks before this desperate shakedown, Joe Biden plopped down nearly $2.75 million in cash for his Delaware Beach home. No wonder why he was so desperate to get the cash from Hunter Biden's business partner. It sounds right. So he was already, he already had spent the money. So he basically spent money maybe that he didn't have or that he needed. So $2.7 million on a beach home, knowing that that $5 million was coming from this CCP-affiliated investment vehicle or whatever you want to call it. So that makes sense. Now, you know, a lot of people do that. <clears throat> what do they call it? Rob Peter to pay Paul and you have this money, but you want to move it into this because you know other money is going to come and re replenish that. Property records show Joe's six-bedroom second property was purchased on June 8th, 2017 for $2.7 million dollars a little more 2.75 million dollars just seven weeks before his son's shakedown message that's from the daily mail so that's 2017 right he had just gotten out of office as vice president now it's time to spend some of that money he's been uh he's been scamming from the ccp and uh for political favors and clout and all that good stuff for the brand selling the brand there was no record of a mortgage lien against the beach property until Joe and Jill opened a $250,000 home equity line of credit. Why would you need a $250,000 line of credit? And that was filed against the property last December. That's weird. Why would you just need to pull $250,000 out of the house when you're getting all of this money and worth so much money? Or was it just to have the line of credit on the home so at first glance when you did a search on the property that there is a lien or a loan on the house thinking that no one will look beyond that so there's a $250,000 home equity line of credit was that 250 any i wonder if any of that money of that $250,000 line of credit was used it was there but was it liquidated and put into something did they use it for something? So, and here's a copy of the open-end mortgage <clears throat> back from, from December for the $250,000 home equity loan. And here's Joe and Jill Biden's signature. 
Yeah. And this, this document was obtained by Fox News. The White House refuses to say why Joe Biden quietly secured the $250,000 home equity line of credit. And when was this? This mortgage is made on December 5th, 2022. So, yeah, he was, he was, he was president. That's weird. It's very weird. Hmm. And they don't want to, they don't want to talk about why. And here's a, here's a picture of the, of the beach home. Which, I believe this fence, this eight-foot fence... That's either eight or 10 feet. No, that's 12. That looks like two six-foot sections. That looks like a 12-foot fence here. And then the gate. I believe, oh no. So there's another 12-foot fence on the other side of it. I believe that is the fence that we paid for. The United States taxpayers paid for. American taxpayers paid for that fencing and, and, and stonework, I believe. It also, the, the fencing goes on the other part, other side of the house too, to enclose the back of the property and everything. Um. Because, you know, he's the president and his beach home needs that security. So we paid for that. We paid for cocaine and hookers. We paid for rehab. We've paid for everything. It seems like it's a little bit of a, a fraud, right? Corn pop for VP. I like it. A minion with cornrows dragging Biden. Yeah. Yes, this is more of that no evidence to me. This this is not evidence. So what the Joe Biden, who has been so successful in American politics, bought a house for $2.75 million cash. Like he was, you know, all right. Maybe you buy a $60,000 car cash. You know, you might have been saving up. You got it. You don't want a car loan. million. It just, it's something odd right there. So House Oversight Chairman James Comer responded to the latest evidence of Biden family corruption in a statement to the Daily Mail. The fact, he'll bring it back up. The fact that Joe Biden purchased a luxurious beach house around the same time his family was receiving millions from a CCP-linked company raises many questions that need to be answered, Comer told the Daily Mail. The House Oversight Committee will continue to follow the money trail to determine the extent of President Biden's involvement in his family's influence peddling schemes and its impact on our national security. The Biden White House has reportedly uh, repeatedly avoided questions about whether Joe Biden was actually with his son Hunter when he sent a threatening message to Henry Zhao. White House reporters over the summer repeatedly grilled National Secretary Spokesman John Kirby and Press Secretary KJP Pierre about this WhatsApp message. Have you spoken to the president about this? Have you asked him whether he was there with his son on July 30th, 2017? A reporter asked KJP over the summer. This is not a conversation that I've had with the president, KJP said. However, pictures from the laptop from hell, you know, the Russian fake laptop, place Hunter at Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware house on the same day he invoked his dad's name to threaten a Chinese business associate. And there's Hunter Biden in what appears to be Joe Biden's Corvette with two girls who their faces blurred out because they seem to be very underage, which is weird. Because, you know, 
They're all fucking pedophiles. According to the metadata on the Corvette photo, Hunter Biden was at Joe Biden's Delaware house on the same day he threatened Henry Zhao. Listen, this is all the... If you took this exact story and just inserted Republicans, any Republican, forget about Donald Trump, any Republican, this would be tremendous evidence of corruption. This would be tremendous evidence of treason or, or you know, dealing with the CCP in business dealings. We know this. That's it, you know. But, you know, according to mainstream media and any Democrat you speak to, and even some Republicans will say, well, there really isn't any evidence here for us to, to do anything with. We can't do anything with this. Hunter Biden is not the president of the United States. He's the president's son. Right. Because just the president's son is going to be doing all of this business with communist governments. He'd, he'd be doing that if his father was not in politics, right? Hunter Biden would be doing all of this, conducting all of this business if his father was never a senator, if his father was never vice president, if his father was never president. Right. Okay. All right. I just, you know, want to make sure everybody's on the same page. So... Comer, so there's another issue with this. So here's the thing. So here's where I get, I, not that I get, I don't know what the word is. All right, so everyone's seen this check over the weekend? This $200,000 check from Sarah and James Biden, Joe Biden's brother and his wife, to Joe Biden for $200,000 March 1st, 2018, where the memo is loan payment. Now, everybody's talking about this. They've uncovered a $200,000 direct payment to Joe Biden. The money trail of the Biden family corruption scheme leads directly to Joe himself. There's no denying it now. Okay, that's the comment Steve Scalise put on his Twitter with a copy of the check. This check has been everywhere. All right, if we put loan payment in the memo line, no one will ever ask questions. But now this is family. It's brother to brother. I'm not an attorney, but what evidence is this? I mean, it's $200,000. Okay. How do we know Joe Biden didn't give his brother $200,000 as a loan? How do we know? I mean, we could say we know. We're talking about proof, evidence. You need to prove that that $200,000 was something nefarious other than a loan between two corrupt brothers in corrupt politics. Like, I'm not saying that this is a reach, but I'm also not saying that this is iron proof of any type of corruption, meaning you have to do better Republicans in oversight. I don't think this $200,000 direct payment to Joe Biden from his brother unless you can tie this money from another third-party source that has to do with the Chinese or somebody else, that the money went to his brother, where if, if you have to complete the money laundering operation, did dirty money go to Joe Biden's brother to clean it as a loan repayment back to his brother, the big guy, Joe Biden? Is this $200,000 10% for something? I think it is, but now you have to, you still have to connect the dots. 
right? You, you have to connect the dots. You have two dots connected. Is there a third? Where was the money before Sarah and James Biden wrote this check to Joey Basements? Where, where did that money from? And if it was a loan repayment, how did Joe Biden give the loan to his brother? Was it $200,000 in cash? Is there a money trail on that? I mean, if the guy's dropping $2.75 million on a house, chances are he could have given his brother $200,000 in cash. You have to connect the dots. You have to do better. To be honest with you, I think releasing this check right now um, was not such a great idea. This isn't an aha moment for Republicans. This isn't an aha moment. We got you, Joe Biden, because we have a check here written out to $200,000 from your brother to you as a loan repayment when we know that that $200,000, unless show the whole thing, here you go, boom, or don't show it at all and use it. Or are they baiting people like this is what we have? Maybe they have more than this. Maybe they're just releasing this. I don't know. And this is a, James Comer on laying out the uh, the money trail. This summer, Joe Biden said, where's the money? Well, we found some. We're still digging into the evidence subpoenaed from bank accounts belonging to Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, and James and Sarah Biden, the brother and sister-in-law of the president. A document that we're releasing today raises new questions about how President Biden personally benefited from his family's shady influence peddling of his last name and their access to him. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check we've obtained in our investigation. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. And then on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. James Biden wrote this check to Joe Biden as a quote, loan repayment. AmeriCorps, a distressed company, loaned money to James Biden, who then sent it to Joe Biden. Even if this was a personal loan repayment, it's still troubling that Joe Biden's ability to be paid back by his brother depended on the success of his family's shady financial dealings. Some immediate questions President Biden must answer for the American people. Does he have documents proving he lent such a large sum of money to his brother? And what were the terms of such financial agreement? Did he have similar financial agreements with other family members that led them to make similar large payments to him? And did he know that the same day James Biden wrote him a check for $200,000, James Biden had just received a loan for the exact same amount from business dealings with a company that was in financial distress and failing? The House Oversight Committee will soon announce our next investigative actions and continue to follow the money. The bank records don't end here, 
There's more to come. This summer- so, all right. All right. If this, this distressed company that gave Joe Biden's brother $200,000, James Comer at the end of one of the last oversight committee uh, hearings, he did say that he was going to subpoena Hunter Biden. I, I don't know if he did. Haven't heard anything on it with all the bullshit that's going on in, in, in Congress and the House of Representatives. I'm just sitting here as Joe Blow, American citizen, seeing what's going on. Well, the check in question is made out from the bank account, the personal bank account of Sarah and James Biden. So if in March of 2018, AmeriCorps Health LLC, that apparently was in financial distress, gave $200,000 to Joe Biden, and then the same day... He wrote a it was given to James Biden, and the same day James Biden wrote a check for two hundred thousand dollars to Joe Biden. That does raise questions. Well, let's get answers to the questions. And you want to talk about what you're going to do next? Subpoena Joe, uh, subpoena James and Sarah Biden. So that's the president's brother and his uh, sister-in-law, Joe uh, James Biden's wife, and whoever wrote that check or issued that check and whoever the, you know, CFO is of AmeriCorps Health LLC. Get them in the hearing and ask them these questions. Because now it's just, to me, they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. And in my personal opinion, no matter how sticky the shit is the Republicans are going to throw at this wall, it is not going to stick because Joe Biden is going to be protected by the Uniparty. We can't trust any of them. <laughs> I think, and this is where I, I will stand by, this whole thing with Joe Biden and wanting to impeach him and all this grandstanding and political optics, it's all it is, and it's complete and utter bullshit. This is politics. They did it to Donald Trump twice. We want to do it to Joe Biden when I think there are other people. First of all, there are other things to worry about. Joe Biden is not going to be impeached. He's not going to be convicted in the Senate unless you just, you can keep digging all you want, but you should also be looking at other people. And I firmly believe that they should be doing the same thing they're doing with Joe and Hunter Biden to Alejandro Mayorkas and Merrick Garland. His oversight committee doing any type of investigating on those two. It does not seem like that they are, and if they are, they're not telling us about it. Yeah, Buck Biden cutting <laughs> right to the chase. Jill Biden, Jill Biden is a cunt. <laughs> uh, I think she's just there to keep him from not falling down and, and in control as just... You know, the wet nurse so that they can run amok and do what they have to do. Because Joe Biden is not um, not in control at all. But yeah, the $2.75 million for the beach house, that in itself should be tremendously looked at. Where did that money come from? How did you get that money? Do we have Joe Biden's tax records? Do we have Joe Biden's? And listen, I'm I'm in full agreement. Like, listen, it's not required 
to give up your tax records, uh, especially in order to run for president, but I mean in a, in a, a possible investigation most likely uh, there is. So look at everything. I'm, I'm more interested in the bank statements, the wires, the deposits, the withdrawals, all of the bank accounts being making sure that there are no hidden bank bank accounts or there are overseas bank accounts. Where is all of this money coming from? Everything you've been paid, there should be a contract. There should be a payment agreement. If you did, you wrote a book, you did a book tour, there should be an agreement. You did a speaking event for $300,000, there should be an agreement. There should be paperwork attached to all of this money, especially for people in politics. Where is the agreement between Joe Biden and his brother? Well, it was just between brothers. So I have an uncle in my family that does tremendous real estate investment, and his other brother does tremendous financial services for some huge, huge people, right? Uh, a lot of well-known people. And they often give each other loans for different things, but there's always agreements. We had this discussion one day, and, and we were talking about it. And says, listen, just because two brothers are giving each other substantial loans, we always have to have an agreement for the just-in-case. More so just in case one of them dies during this agreement and the wives know what to do. Or the estates know what to do, whatever it is. So $200,000 is not chump change. It's not, hey, I'm... I'm can I borrow 50 bucks? We're not doing agreements on $50. It's $200,000 between an individual who served as senator and vice president and is now president, but this happened when he was, uh, when he got out as VP. So where's the agreement? You, you should have something. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, we caught the goofy bastard so many times. Now, they would have, yeah, Trump would be, he'd be indicted for this already. He'd be indicted for this. I think most Republicans right now would be indicted for this, unless, of course, they were just sick establishment Republicans. 100%, hundred, hundred percent But that $200,000 check, more questions need to be asked, and I think now that we know that this AmeriCorps was financially distressed and his brother and his sister-in-law, they all need to be brought in. They all need um, uh, subpoenas, and it's, what, what are we doing here? These are the questions that need to be answered. Under oath, no, no bullshit. <sighs> and listen, we're dealing with a serial liar, Joe Biden. We know this. The guy's been lying since law school. He's been lying since law school. And uh, we're going to get into, I got a bunch of stuff. You know, again, doing an hour show is just not happening anymore. But uh, we're going to get through some of this. But before then, of course, the show sponsor, myself, Patriot Cigars. Here we go. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. 
Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com. Use promo code MAGA for 25% off. Free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. There are, have been uh, a lot of orders this weekend, so thank you for those who have orders, who have ordered them. Up, oh, Buck Fiden, you got yours in. You got yours in. Good, good, good. MyPatriotCigars.com. Promo code MAGA. 25% off. All right, so we got more. We got more Joe Biden lies. And this is a lie that he's told a couple times. He claims he once awarded his Uncle Frank a Purple Heart for actions during Battle of the Bulge. On Friday, uh, Joe Biden welcomed President Charles Michel of the European Council and President Ursula von der Leyen of the European Commission to the White House for the U.S.-EU summit in the cabinet room. Who gives a shit who all these people are? Biden just couldn't help himself. He just had to tell one of his favorite lies about the time he awarded his Uncle Frank a Purple Heart for his actions during the Battle of the Bulge. This time, Biden claimed he was a U.S. senator when he awarded his uncle with a Purple Heart. This never happened there is no record of this ever happening. And as we know, Joe Biden is a pathological liar, but a very rich pathological liar. <laughs> Listen, Joe Biden is not a stupid man. He can appear stupid. He can tell lies, which he probably knows are lies and knows that the media is going to harp on the lies and he can make all these mistakes because he knows the media is going to go after him for it. And and granted, he's in he's up in age and the mental decline and the cognitive decline. But even before that, everyone looked at Joe Biden as just a useful retard as far as the Democrats are concerned. I think a lot of it's an act. I think he is extremely intelligent, cunning, crude, greedy, villain-like. And is very good at, at keeping that side of him suppressed. That's why he can buy $2.75 million beach homes cash because of all of the corruption that uh, maybe they get in wind of it, but it's like the ultimate crime boss where he is so insulated and has that plausible deniability where his family is there to insulate him and other people are there to insulate him. And it helps to have the crackhead son. Because most people will want to talk about that as well. So here is this is the recent video. And by the way, I told you about my uncle who won the Purple Heart, the Battle of the Balls, and my father's younger brother. My father came to me after I was a senator. He said, You know, his brother's name was Frank. 
And he said, you know, Uncle Frank uh, never got his Purple Heart. I think he could find out about that. I was a senator, so I found out, and sure enough, he did. So I got a Purple Heart for him. I invited him over to the house of the family to give it to him. He said, I don't want the damn thing. I said, why? He said, the others died. I did. I don't want it. And uh, an awful lot of brave people. It's such bullshit. But he, I'll tell you what he did say. It's funny. I was a senator, and I found out about it. And I got the Purple Heart. And I had him over the house, and I gave it to him. I wonder if he just, like, at the time he was senator, he just had someone, like, wherever they, they keep them. Just do me a favor and go get the Purple Heart. Just so I can appease the guy. You know, like, it's not going to be on record. You can't find it in the military. Like, here, here. Here's the Purple Heart. I doubt that happened. I think it's all bullshit. He is a pathological liar. but. He's, he's, he told the same lie, okay, and he said that he gave, this was a, it was a last December at a town hall where he told the same story, but this time he gave it to him when he was vice president. On the Finnegan side of the family, four brothers, every single one volunteered the very next day on Monday to join my uncle, Frank Biden, joined. My father was working in the shipyards. The fact of the matter is that, um, you know, uh, it wasn't a second thought. It just showed up. And there's a generation represented by you, Ray, that uh, doesn't look for uh, accolades. You know, I, uh, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart. And he never received it. He never, he never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We'll surprise him. So he got him the Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulge. And I remember he came over to the house, and I came out, and he said, present it to him. Okay, we had the family there. I said, Uncle Frank, you won this, and I went to peace, and I don't want the damn thing. It's such bullshit. Same lie, different scenario. Vice president, senator, and there's no record of the guy having the purple, winning the Purple Heart but never receiving it. Another lie, just like law school, just like plagiarizing speeches, and, and, and this is Joe Biden. And everybody's okay with it. Everyone's okay with it. Everyone will just, oh, really? Yeah, no, everyone's okay with it. But Donald Trump, he'll tell the truth about something, and they'll accuse him, and there'll be truth. There'll be proof that it's truth. But but Donald Trump lied. Donald Trump is the bad man. Donald Trump needs gag orders. Donald Trump needs indictments. <clears throat> Speaking of, you remember now you have the Letitia James New York City civil trial going after Donald Trump, wanting to liquidate his entire business and take everything from him and have him pay $250 million plus. And then you have that judge, Arthur Angaron, who issued the gag order. This is the old article. The judge imposes the gag order after Trump points out his staff's link to Chuck Schumer and Democrats because they're all sick Democrats that hate Donald Trump. Letitia James ran on going after Donald Trump. This judge is a huge Democrat donor, his staff members, Chuck Schumer, the whole thing, and it's just this whole big, disgusting Democrat cabal that they have going on there. So they had the gag order. 
<clears throat> there was something about a truth post that he had to take down about this woman and Chuck Schumer calling her Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. Well, recently, this is on Friday, I believe it was, the judge, <clears throat> this judge Engeron threatened Donald Trump with jail mid-trial after a Democrat PAC, a Democrat political action committee, complained that he breached the gag order. Apparently, whether it was a, one of the campaign websites or something, someone had left up the posting of the truth. And this Democrat PAC found it and complained and pressured the judge to go after Donald Trump for it and threaten jail. And ultimately, he was fined $5,000 for it. Judge Arthur Engeron threatened to throw former President Trump in jail on Friday morning, responding to a Democrat political action committee that claimed Trump's campaign website breached a recently imposed gag order after Trump highlighted Engeron's staff relationship with Senator Chuck Schumer. The unprecedented incident underscores the partisan nature of the trial against Trump, with Engeron appearing to take his marching orders from the far-left PAC known as, oh, the very popular one, Midas Touch, who was all over the internet, all over social media. They are watching Donald Trump's every move, every post, and they are giving me marching orders to what is supposed to be a non-biased judge in a civil trial. <clears throat> yeah, could you? This, this is unbelievable. Over a, a truth post saying that the woman has ties to Chuck Schumer, who is Judge Angeron's, I think, uh, senior court clerk. She runs the show in the court. In the current overheated climate, incendiary comments can and in some cases already has led to serious physical harm and worse. I will now allow the defendants to explain why this blatant violation of the gag order would not result in serious sanctions, including financial sanctions and or possibly imprisoning him, Engeron said at the start of Friday's proceedings. Trump attorney Christopher Kyes responded that the deletion of the website was an oversight made by the Trump presidential campaign, noting the former president had already deleted a similar post on Truth Social. There was no intention to evade or circumvent or ignore the order, I assure you that. I just know that there is a very large machine and that this one is one of the reasons, frankly, I don't have social media, Kai said. But that's been taken down, and we don't have any other. There were no subsequent postings. The left-wing New York judge said he take the, the defense team's response under advisement but gave no further indications as to what, if any, sanctions he might impose adding that Trump will, was still responsible for the site's content, despite there obviously being no intent to skirt the order. Midas Touch has even taken credit for the judge's actions, with a line at the bottom of their blog attempting to fundraise off the back of it. They eventually um, fined Donald Trump $5,000 for the violation, I believe. That was the sanction. This is here. Here you go. Here's MidasTouch.com. Trump could be jailed following Midas Touch report on gag order violation. So they're taking credit 
for pressuring the judge, for bringing this up to the judge. We're Democrats. We're Midas Touch. We raise a lot of money. We could really harm you, Judge Angeron, if you don't take action against this, the very gag order that you bestowed upon Donald Trump. Trump failed to comply with a gag order set by a New York judge. Now he is facing the possible consequences. Yeah. And Midas Touch, very, very powerful Democrat fundraising machine. And what did they do? They pressured the judge. How? I, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know re, the recourse that you can possibly have on judges as an attorney. I don't know what Trump's judges can do. But this just highlights again the corrupt judicial system in this country if you're not playing on the right side of politics or the left side of politics, the correct side of politics. This is what happens. This is not going to be the first time. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine if we had, imagine if, if, if uh, Merrick Garland became a SCOTUS justice. Jesus Christ. Thank God that didn't happen. But this is, this is, what, this is what they're doing. And they're not going to stop. And I just wish, in a, in a perfect world, I just want to see Donald Trump say, fuck all of you, come and get me, and I'm going to violate every fucking gag order you put on me. I'm going to make you all gag on my balls. That's what I want Donald Trump to come out and say on Truth Social and on Twitter. I am Donald Trump, and I'm going to take these gag orders I'm going to throw them aside and I'm going to make all of you gag on my presidential balls and then go at it. Come and get me. Imprison me. Imprison me. The moment they say that Donald Trump is in contempt and has to be confined to prison because of a gag order violation is the moment that he has to stop campaigning because he wins. He wins. Yep, Midas Touch, yep. They astroturf, derp peddling retards. But Midas too built wealth in a destructive way. Yep. So at least the name matched the grift. Yeah, they, they are, they're out there. They're doing their thing. Hundreds of thousands, even maybe millions of followers on all platforms. It's crazy. Some of some of these left-wing platforms and, and organizations, the support that they're getting. And they're influencing judges. Look, here's another one. Tell me this judge isn't being influenced. Democrat judge rejects Trump's effort to shut down lawsuits seeking to block him from 2024 ballot in Colorado. Trump campaign response. So a Democrat judge is allowing a lawsuit which they're saying, the, the Trump's people are saying, this, this lawsuit shouldn't even be happening because Donald Trump is not charged with anything that would block him under the 14th Amendment. Nothing. There's no insurrection. There's no seditious conspiracy. There's none of this shit. And the Democrat Colorado judge says, nah, fuck him. We're going to let the lawsuit go and see how far it gets. A Democrat judge rejected 
Trump's effort to shut down a lawsuit seeking to block him from the 2024 presidential ballot, citing the 14th Amendment. The legal theories are based on Section 3 of the United States Constitution's 14th Amendment, which states public officials who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the U.S. may be disqualified for public office, which that's untrue. You know, as far as what Donald Trump was charged with and what they say he's engaged in, that's all bullshit. Trump has not been charged with engaging in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. That's a fact. Colorado District Judge Sarah Wallace on Friday ruled against Trump for the third time and allowed the lawsuit to proceed. If Trump's other pending motion to toss the case gets rejected, the case will go to trial on October 30th next week. Judge Wallace ripped Trump's arguments against the lawsuit. If the party, without any oversight, can choose its preferred candidate, then it could theoretically nominate anyone regardless of their age, citizenship, residency, she wrote. Such an interpretation is absurd. The Constitution and its requirements for eligibility are not suggestions left to the political parties to determine at their sole discretion. That doesn't even make sense. The Trump campaign blasted the Democrat judge in response to her latest ruling. She is going against the clear weight of legal authority. We're confident the rule of law will prevail and this decision will be reversed, whether at the Colorado Supreme Court or at the U.S. Supreme Court, a Trump campaign spokesperson said. To keep the leading candidate for president of the United States off the ballot is simply wrong and un-American. It is fucking commie-like. A judge has rejected three more attempts by former President Donald Trump and the Colorado GOP to shut down a lawsuit seeking to block him from the 2024 presidential ballot in the state based on the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban. The flurry of rulings late Friday from Colorado District Judge Sarah Wallace are a blow to Trump, who faces candidacy challenges in multiple states stemming from his role in the January 6, 2021, which oh, this is from CNN, by the way. They're still calling it an insurrection. Uh, he, he still has a pending motion to throw out the Colorado lawsuit, but the case now appears on track for an unprecedented trial this month. So Colorado, they're going to hold a trial on the 30th, start it to what to see whether or not donald trump could be taken off the ballot in colorado removed from the ballot not even on it you'd have to write him in in colorado if that's the case unless of course listen we have a lot of time unless of course a colorado supreme court or the united states supreme court overturns it the united states supreme court just said that they would not hear a case that was given uh uh that was filed by i believe it was a no-name presidential candidate out of Florida, or maybe it was Texas, and they're like, we're not hearing this. We're not hearing this bullshit about Donald Trump being taken off a, a ballot. We're not even hearing the case. So in the hopes that this goes right for Donald Trump and it doesn't have to go to the Colorado Supreme Court, because I don't have any, I have no faith in the Colorado Supreme Court um, based off the state itself. And then if they uphold it and it goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, I'm hoping that the U.S. Supreme Court will look at it and say he's not charged with insurrection. He's not charged with anything that would would uh, prevent him from being on the ballot or even holding the office of president again, and that they would deem it unconstitutional. But they don't care. Uniparty just keeps jamming through these judges, 100%. 100%. Just think what happens to a judge that doesn't follow orders from the communist mob on communist ter- uh, turf. 100 100 percent 
100%. If Trump gets removed from even one state's ballots, I truly think we will see shit pop off. I hope not. That will make people who even now aren't awake pay attention. Might be wishful thinking, but who knows? I mean, I, I just... They're going to keep... They're, they are going to... Um, they're going to keep going. They're going to keep going. And this was, hold on, let's go back to this. A liberal watchdog group called Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington filed the Colorado case on behalf of six Republican and unaffiliated voters. The judge is scheduled to preside over a trial beginning October 30th to decide a series of novel legal questions about how the 14th Amendment could apply to Trump. In a 24-page ruling, Wallace rejected many of Trump's arguments that the case was procedurally flawed and should be shut down. She said the key question of whether Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold has the power to block Trump from the ballot based on the 14th Amendment is a pivotal issue and one best reserved for trial. Wallace also swatted away arguments from the Colorado GOP that state law gives the party, not election officials, ultimate say on which candidates appear on the ballot. Similar efforts to take Trump off the ballot have already been shut down in Arizona and elsewhere. Arizona has a state law that um, they can't take uh, a name off the ballot for president. But (laughs) they're going to try everything. And I think this all benefits Donald Trump in the fact of people waking up, people... Um, seeing what the government is doing to Donald Trump, basically saying they they can do this to anybody, whether they would do it to anybody is another question because it's Donald Trump. So they will do everything they can. (laughs) This is actually one of my favorite things because people were flipping out about this. People were flipping out about this. Um, Ed Krasenstein, you know, one of the Krasenstein pedo brothers, he had put out, I had retweeted it, but with a different caption. Now bring it up here. Let's see. This is Ed Krasenstein's tweet. And I... I <clears throat> right next to Trump Tower, a huge television screen, billboard, reportedly is broadcasting all of his indictments around the clock. It acts as a reminder of the crimes that the former president is accused of. Regardless of all of this, Republicans still don't seem to care, though, because we're smart and we realize it's all bullshit and what the fucking Democrats and Uniparty is doing in the establishment. Will Republicans care if he's convicted or will they just blame the jury and judge? I will vote for him in whatever fucking jail cell they want to put him in, which you're not going to anyway. Is there anything Trump could do that would convince them that he's unfit for office? Donald Trump didn't do anything that he's unfit for office. Everything Donald Trump has done has shown that he is more fit for office and that he has led this country. And things like like our, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of troops going to the Middle East would not be happening because most likely um, the Hamas would not have attacked Israel the way they did, knowing how weak we are. China would not be doing what they're doing. Um, under Donald Trump, but doing now because they know how weak we are and we've become. But this is great. This is the billboard. I'm going to mute it. You just see the Trump's felony charge, and this just keeps scrolling on a billboard by Trump Tower. Now, people will argue that this might be jury and trial tampering, which can be an argument, 
that can be an argument, jury and trial tampering, especially. Um, to me, I don't see it that way. I think it's the best, one of the best campaign tactics the Democrats have used um, to help Donald Trump, actually. It's in New York City. In New York City, this might, this might sway some people and say, man, they're really desperate to get rid of this guy. Like, what are they doing? And open their eyes to look at it a little bit bigger that they're so desperate to get rid of a guy who who financially these people were doing better under as American citizens. Or it's there were Trump haters anyway in New York. You know, this this isn't hurting Donald Trump, a billboard rolling, scrolling through his indictments. Maybe people will actually look up the indictments on that billboard and realize that one – The 14th Amendment doesn't apply to him. But I believe this is not a billboard, does not hurt Donald Trump scrolling all of his indictments 24-7. I think it's um, a waste of money on their part because I I believe it helps. Because in my opinion, especially now with, with what's happening with Donald Trump, any publicity is good publicity. And to clog up news and to clog up people's heads with what Donald Trump, what they're doing to Donald Trump, I think benefits a lot of people, especially people that are seeing this outside of New York. New York, it's whatever. It's it's sitting in New York City. I I, I don't I don't see it being a uh, a big deterrent of people voting, not not wanting to vote for Donald Trump. Oh, it's not. It's this is going to deter me from voting for Donald Trump because he has ninety one felony charges. Yeah, all of which. Are bullshit. All of which are bullshit. All right. I'm going to skip this and we're going to just do a quick, uh, some wor- World War Three watch, just a little bit more. Just again, I don't care who's bombing who. I don't care who's bombing who. I don't care who's faking bombings. I don't care who's, who's overreact, you know, the exaggerations of bombings. People are dying. It's horrible. I don't care what I care about is what we're doing and the ridiculous involvement of our military and country. So here, World War Three watch, Pentagon announces prepare to deploy orders, additional missile defenses, and other carrier strike group from Middle East amid recent escalations by Iran and its proxy forces. China has like having six ships out there now trolling around. It's, it's escalating. And it's going to keep escalating. And we have battleships that are shooting down, intercepting missiles, supposedly heading towards Israel from Yemen, I think it was, or or Lebanon, one or the other. We, it's bad. And again, it's all by design. You know, um, wartime president Joe Biden needs to be a wartime president in the hopes to retain power, or at least the Democrats to retain power. The American military is on heightened alert as they monitor any acts of aggression or activity by Iranian-backed groups in the Middle East following the horrific attack on innocent Israelis by the Iran-backed Hamas terror group. On Wednesday night, multiple missiles were intercepted by the USS Kearney, a U.S. Navy destroyer, on the coast of of Yemen and the Red Sea. The missiles appeared to head towards Israel. 
Open Source Intelligence Monitor has reported on another alarming development in northeastern Syria with another attack on U.S. forces near Al-Omar oil fields. According to the OSIM, that's the Open Source Intelligence Monitor report, there has been significant damage to a pipeline as well as large fire at a pipeline near a U.S. operations base within the Al-Omar oil fields in northeastern Syria following a rocket and drone attack. On Saturday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced a series of actions aimed at bolstering the United States military presence in the Middle East. Following in-depth discussions with sleepy Joe Basement's Biden, these steps are in response to the recent escalations by Iran and its proxy forces across the region. Secretary Austin outlined three major steps to strengthen the U.S. position in the Middle East. Redirecting naval assets. The USS Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group has been redirected to the Central Command Area of Responsibility. This move is in addition to the USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group, which is currently operating in the Eastern Mediterranean Sea. The presence of the two carrier strike groups significantly enhances the U.S. Navy's capabilities in the region. Deployment of Missile Defense Systems. A thermal high-altitude area defense, THAAD battery, along with additional Patriot battalions will be deployed to various locations throughout the Middle East. These systems will provide increased protections for U.S. forces stationed in the region. Sure seems like they're getting ready for something, huh? Prepare to deploy orders. An unspecified number of U.S. forces have been placed under prepare to deploy orders. This move is part of a prudent contingency planning that aims to increase the readiness and responsiveness of these forces. I've placed an additional number of forces on prepare to deploy orders as part of prudent contingency planning to increase their readiness and ability to quickly respond as required, Austin said in a statement. Last week, Austin placed approximately 2,000 personnel in a range of units on a heightened state of readiness through a prepared to deploy order. That came from the Pentagon. While the regime claims the actions are aimed at bolstering regional deterrence efforts and increasing force protection, they raise serious questions about the Biden regime's foreign policy strategy, or, of course, lack thereof. The real concern here is whether these actions are leading us down a path toward World, world War III. And I believe it does, because again, these sickos, they are not going to be deterred by our military right now, because literally we are a joke. You know what the news is running right now as one of some of the top stories? I saw it on Newsmax this morning, which... I know, so I know a lot of members of the military. All of the ones that I know are not overweight. The members of the military. I believe this story was, and I should have brought it up because now I'm just thinking about it. Some of the news stories this morning, they're, they're talking about based off the old school, I guess, what do they call it? The BMI, the, the, the body fat ratio, whatever, compared to height and stuff, which is completely weird because... You don't even have to be that much overweight, according to that, to consider you obese. They're running a story saying that 70% of the United States military is obese. Now, let's just think about that for a second. This is running around on national press that every country and our adversaries are watching. Why are we projecting that message 
to our adversaries that 70%, I believe that was it. You can fact check me, but I'm pretty sure I saw that. 70% of our military is obese, according to old, outdated body fat numbers or BMI numbers, whatever the fuck it's called. I never paid attention to any of that shit. It's so stupid. Everybody is watching us and, and, and realizing the, cl- the clowns that we are. That story is inaccurate. Some are saying, I think Newsmax said it this morning, you know, this is based on outdated, you know, data. Like, it, it's weird. But why are we, why is that a story in American national press that everybody is watching? Every goat fucker in charge of other goat fuckers, China, everybody's watching, and they're all laughing. They're probably all in a group chat. Do you believe these stupid American motherfuckers? Like, do you believe this? Do you think a story, like, it's crazy. It's like everything, our own country is making us look like fucking clowns. The mainstream media, the Biden regime, the bureaucrats. Yeah pundits or whoever whatever you want everybody's taking a part in making us look weak and 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 a joke drag queens at military bases generals in dog masks 70 percent of our military is obese and they think putting some strike carrier groups out in the mediterranean are literally going to deter these sickos who want to die for their cause not to do anything Iran, I, the data I saw was doubled in 10 years from 10. Yeah, it, it's all. And meanwhile, China's like, fuck you guys. We're deploying six warships to the Middle East. China, six warships to the Middle East. Amid rising tensions from Israel and Gaza war. What is, is, what is Iran and China working on? That's a huge question. Because tell me, China deploying six warships to the Middle East after we're deploying what we're deploying to the Middle East, Iran is working with China. In my opinion, Iran is working with China to deploy these warships to the Middle East to intimidate us and to intimidate Israel at the behest of Iran. I truly believe that. I tr- and and Russia too maybe. Iran and Russia, who knows? Why wouldn't they all play nice together? Hundred percent broadcasting weakness, whether it's true or not, and I don't believe that that is true at all, based off all that bullshit. That. We are broadcasting weakness to our enemies. Iran, China working together. Iran, Russia working together. China knows that we want to give money to Taiwan. That's in the news. Right? $100 billion, $60 billion to Ukraine, $10 billion to Israel, $30 billion <clears throat> to Taiwan. 
So China's like, send six warships to the Middle East. Let's show them that we're in this game too. They want to fuck around. We're working with Iran, Russia. They're all working, North Korea. They're all working together. Let's have a presence there. It's like one of those things. You shoot him, I'm going to shoot you. Well, you shoot him, I'm going to shoot you. Everybody has guns pointed at each other. Who's going to take the first shot? This is what they want. It's all the, the intimidation and the... We shouldn't be there at all. We should not be there at all. And, and when, it, when, when is it going to come time to someone has to take a shot or everybody just has to go home? Because there, there are two people that are not going home. Israel and Hamas are not going home. So everyone has to decide now. Are we in this balls deep or are we going to take our toys and go home? It's, I don't think we're taking our toys and, and going home. Up to six Chinese warships have been deployed to the Middle East over the past week. The 44th Naval Escort Task Force has been engaged in standard operations in the region since May, partaking in a multi-day visit to Oman last week, which included a joint naval exercise with the Omani Navy as per statements from the CCP. On Saturday after the visit, the task force departed from the capital, Muscat, on October 14th, heading towards an undisclosed destination as per state media. The visit saw an engagement between the Chinese and Omani military officials with a series of visits to military institutions and a friendly basketball match organized amidst the formal interactions, according to the state news agency from the CCP. Hailing from the People's Liberation Army Eastern Theater, the task force is composed of the Zebo A-Type 052D guided missile destroyer, the frigate whatever, and the integrated supply ship whatever they fucking name it. They throw a walk down the, down the stairs, and that's how they name their babies and their warships. Earlier this month, the command has handed over the 45th Naval Escort Task Force from the People's Liberation Army, PLA's Northern Theater Command, which compromises another Type 052 destroyer and a supply, a supply ship, a, cu- a couple destroyers and a supply ship. Up to six Chinese warships are present in the Middle East. They're going to stay there. Are they going to um, intimidate? Uh, are they going to fuck around? And what's, what's it going to be like in the Mediterranean? On Saturday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced a series of actions amid at bolstering the United States. Yeah, we know that. We know that. China's coming. Iran is threatening. Hezbollah is coming. Uh, every, uh, it's a party. It's a party. And our military assets are going to be involved. And it really should concern everybody on the level of just security of our nation here at home when we have, yeah, the BMI chart is full of shit. Again, our border is fucked. Oh, here you go. Here's a big shocker. Fed sound the alarm on the potential infiltration of Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and and Hezbollah in the United States through the southern border. We know this already. They've been coming already. This isn't news. It's news now because of what's happening in the Middle East. These people have been coming over our border, probably knowing something like this was going to happen sometime in the future. Federal officials have sounded the alarm on the potential infiltration of members belonging to these terrorist groups. Through the southern border, as highlighted in an internal memo dated October 20th, 
that was obtained by the Daily Kola News Foundation. The recent conflict between Israel and Hamas, which escalated with terror attacks on civilians, has the federal authorities on high alert. We should be on high alert always in our country. And we're, we haven't been because our southern border is wide open. So now it's up to American citizens to use situational awareness and to be on high alert to protect yourselves and your family, especially if you're going to go out in the world. Go out in your neighborhoods. Go out in your cities. And again, I'm sitting here to tell you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, don't go out. Don't live in fear. Don't live in paranoia. Just have the situational awareness. If there are places that you deem that, hey, listen, that, that, that's, that's a high threat. Maybe we shouldn't go into the city. Maybe we shouldn't do that. There are other things to do. Don't don't sit in your bunker sitting on piles of canned food, you know, clutching a weapon. That's not – we're not there. We're not there yet. We're not there. Hopefully we'll never be there. <laughs> the San Diego Field Office Intelligence Division of Customs and Border Protection sent the memo warning about potential encounters with members linked to terrorist organizations. There have already been encounters with people from terrorist organizations. And there are already people from terrorist organizations who manage not to get apprehended and are in this country moving around freely and settling places. That's a fact. That is a fact. Here is the, here is the memo with some patches from, from some group. So yeah. It's nice that the federal government wants to sound the alarm now. Maybe the federal government should have sounded the alarm to the Biden administration that the open border is not good because these people are going to come out. These people are going to come through the border. It's a problem. It is a problem. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. I, uh, I get into, oh, so tomorrow morning I won't be, uh, I won't be here again. No show tomorrow morning, but I'll be back tomorrow night with uh, James Curry, We the People Radio, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Do me a favor, please, before you head out, hit the thumbs up. It's so important. The thumbs up button is so important. Drop a comment in the comments where it lives forever because the live chat does not live forever. Um, just... Yeah, the, the comments and the thumbs up are big. Please share the link, grab the link, share it on your social media. You guys are always great. I think we were missing Laura Ann this morning. Do I think anything will happen on our home turf? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, 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 the only thing I think will happen here is there will be isolated. I think there's a, there's a possibility, and not now, maybe not in a month, because they're very good at waiting, that we will, because of the way the open border is, that we will see some sort of terrorist attack somewhere. Something will happen. I'm hoping that it'll be um, found out before it does happen, but I think, that's the, I think that's the biggest thing. And that's why it's important to have the situational awareness. I think that there is a great possibility of something happening here, especially now. And I think it will be a greater possibility if shit pops off in the Middle East where we are involved. We are directly involved. Right now, we're just standing around with our thumbs up our ass. But the moment it comes time where, listen, the first time something from the American military kills a goat fucker over in the Middle East, that's when I would say the clock is ticking until somebody 
decides to do something here. You know, it's, I'm not going to say, no, it's never going to happen. I'm saying that there's a good possibility and that you should really fucking have, uh, have situational awareness with it. But yeah, join the discord too. The discord link is there. We got a bunch of people in there already, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, a lot of shit going on and just keep your eye open, but don't again, again, believe nothing of what you hear and half of what you see. Just look around, look at everything. We'll see what people are talking about. When you see all of our mainstream media talking about how, you know, 70% of our military is obese based off ridiculous bullshit, out of date BMI charts and graphs. Just you got to ask yourself and ask the question and ask others, why? Why is that something that we're broadcasting to our adversaries and people that hate us? A lot of shit just doesn't make sense, man. They're all complicit. Uh, you know, Trump 2024, man, we need it. We need it. We need Ron DeSantis to go cry in a corner. And we need RFK out of the picture. I'm going to leave you with this video from my boy Ramble Rants that I think is great. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My team, they made things worse. It's like I'm cursed, and now it's certain. I ran the worst campaign, dorky and weird, awkward and small, and more, much more than this. I was a me. Regrets, I've had a few backstabbing Trump, that was a big one. I thought Hale Hydro would do, I thought they knew when in the long run. I planned each dumb mistake. This is great. Each stupid move along my downfall. And more, much more than this, I was a meatball. <laughs> yes, there were times. I'm sure you knew when I've been off more than I should chew. But through it all, when they called me Rob, I shit the bed. I take like a slob, high heels and all, and five six tall. I was a meatball. I've lied, fake left and cried. I lost it all, 
so tired of losing. <laughs> and now the dreams have died. I find it all so confusing to think I could beat Trump. That was just crazy. Thanks a lot, Casey. Oh no, no chance at all. I was a meatball, for I'm just a nerd. I sweat a lot. I bake for flats. And I eat my snot. Nobody minds what I do or say. All that they want is that I go away. Yes. High heels and all, and five sits tall. Oh, I was a me. I love it. Love it. See you later, Meatball. You're out. It's over. Trump 2024. Hail Hydra. It is done. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like. I'll see you all tomorrow morning. Nope. Tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. See you later. MAGA hat stays on.